Hi, everyone. Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, here for another DevOps chat. Uh, our guest on this episode of DevOps Chat is Jonah, Jonah Cowell of AppDynamics. Jonah, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thanks, Alan. Happy to be here. Great to speak with you and everyone else uh, listening. Thank you. So, Jonah, before we jump into AppDynamics, you, you have a You've had a bit of a career already. Why don't you share with our audience a little bit about kind of your journey to how you get here today? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I I always knew I wanted to be a technologist. And um, for many years, I worked at about six or seven different startups, uh, co-founded one of the first content filtering companies uh, back in the early 2000s. And uh <laughs> you know, got, got acquired a couple of times, um, and I, I kind of shifted careers uh, a, a few years ago, about seven years ago, and uh, and moved into the analyst world and kind of moved away from running ops and security and infrastructure and application performance and decided to, to take the analyst path and, and did that for about four years, um, which was very interesting and different, learned a lot of new skills, a lot of new muscles were built, and uh, joined AppDynamics a little bit over two years ago, and I work with our co-founder and CTO uh, running product strategy. I do a little bit of marketing, but uh, quite a bit of product management and uh, kind of looking into where we're going as a company and to solve the next generation of uh, problems that we're starting to see in our customer base. So that's a little summary where I came from and uh, however you'd like to take it is, is great. Sure. I guess the real question is, do you know where you're going? But we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Jonah, as sure. I spoke to you offline about it, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what I have seen, you know, as an observer of the market mm -hmm. at DevOps.com, um, in terms of the evolution of what used to be, just a few years ago, a very kind of stable space called APM, right? We had... Uh, the APM space had a handful of players. AppDynamics was certainly one of them, uh, who, were, who were, by the way, all doing pretty well, it seemed. And what we've seen in the last few years is, you know, in the, in the, in the uh, first of all, more people joining the fray. But more than that, in the, in the race to distinguish one from the other, uh, many players within the space are are kind of rephrasing their their mission. They're not running away from APM, but they're APM plus maybe. And and so we've seen you know alphabet soups of ARAs and a whole bunch of different combinations. What what's your take on that, Jonah? So when you look back. Uh and, you know, when I started at Gartner, there was a lot of confusion around application performance and application monitoring. And there was, a, there was like a general belief that anything that monitored some kind of application or even monitored the network and tried to extract application information was, in fact, APM. And what I kind of tried to do in, in my time at Gartner, and I think it, it sort of changed some things, was really focus APM on instrumentation of applications. So how do we see the code? How do we get inside the application? 
how do we trace from end to end and really provide that visibility and the diagnostic capabilities that are really going to be needed in today's applications, which are incredibly complex and diverse and consist of a lot of new technologies. So uh, building that kind of visibility is really hard to do. I mean, if an APM company, and there, there are plenty of them that have started over the last couple of years, they, they have many, many years before their instrumentation becomes decent, if they're even going down that path. And the ability to extract information from a running application without breaking it is very, very difficult to solve. It takes a lot of time, a lot of experimentation, a lot of work with customers. And so this, this market is very hard to enter into and compete with the, with the three leaders in the space. It's just a big challenge, and, uh, and you're looking at five to six years before these things mature, if they continue to pursue them. So what you're kind of seeing and, and what you alluded to is that companies are trying to take a different angle and avoiding the deep instrumentation and just trying to provide SDKs and tools for developers to build those, uh, you know, that visibility. But it's a big challenge because in enterprise and packaged applications, those products don't work. And, and that's really the challenge that, that I continually see um, out there when I observe the industry. Got it. So, <clears throat> you know, sir, I'm sorry, John, I had a little tickle. App dynamics, you know, in a, in let's call it an immature industry rapidly became an 800 pound gorilla. And I, I think we've all seen the, the, um, the proof of that in recent news is news around acquisitions and so forth, but I'm not going to go there, Jonah. Suffice to say, AppDynamics is a market leader in its space. How does this evolution, if you will, changing dynamics, you know, you said you're working on future problems. How do you think this plays into the future of AppDynamics? Yeah. Well, I, I think that, applications and technologies will continue to evolve and you know we're already starting to see a lot of new application paradigms that we're going to have to shift a lot of our core technology to support and to essentially leapfrog what the rest of the market is able to do and and we're hard at work doing that but aside from the the deep you know introspection of of software there's also a big push for us to really understand the business because today's enterprises, uh, regardless of what they do, whether it's you know extracting natural resources from the earth or building cars or uh, you know providing mortgages, these companies are all software companies and their businesses depend and are driven by their software, and and our goal is really to understand the business execution and the user experience of those transactions that are critical. Um, and, and kind of taking that to the next level is really how do we look at the outcome of, of software and of these business transactions as they come together. So our vision is, is not only to increase our capabilities at the core of, of what we do in APM, but also to really provide a, 
a lens into the business that really provides that IT business alignment that everyone talks about and everyone struggles with today. Uh, so, so we really see that as the differentiator in these large enterprises that are that are really challenged with a lot of legacy and a huge amount of demand to change their businesses. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so, Jordan, let me let me pivot a little bit too. I want there was another area I wanted to touch on with you, and that is this whole area of containers microservices, but containerization. Virtually every call, every briefing that I'm on, it, somehow or another, containers make their way into the into the conversation. How big a focus is it over it in the in terms of product and in terms of the strategy at AppDynamics? Yeah, I mean it, you know microservices and containers are definitely the the peak hype, let's say, uh, of the day. There's no question about that. Um, and, and they provide a lot of benefits, but a lot of people really feel that containers and microservices are the answers to answer to every problem. And this is something that we've seen over and over in, in our industry where, you know, there's a new, uh, a new kind of angle to an existing uh, set of technologies that we feel is really going to make the biggest difference. And, and although containers are, and microservices are both important paradigms, they're not the answer to everything. Um, our customers are clearly uh, retooling some of their applications around a microservices architecture, and they're definitely running workloads on containers. Uh, and these things are, are important for us to support, but are they more important than, you know, building core functionality to support new languages and new frameworks and, and really helping our customers with their more core business problems? It's hard to say. I mean, both are clearly critical, um, but a lot of it is hype. And, you know, the hype obviously fades and as people become disillusioned with the fact that containers and microservices don't solve all your problems. They create a lot of new problems, and uh, and that's just the reality of technology. So, as an industry, we're very over rotated to to containers, microservices, and public cloud. And you know, we'll soon realize those aren't the answer to all of our problems. Um, and and oftentimes they create new problems as well. So uh, you know, I think it. Uh, it continues to be a cycle, and and you know I really think the evolution of cloud into a, into a decentralized model will be a pretty interesting trend over the next uh, you know five to ten years as well. Got it. Um, I I think we barely scratched the surface. I you know I, I Jonah I was on a call previous to this, and it was around uh, network. Uh, uh, software-defined storage and networking and stuff. And it, it, it just, listening to it, I had such a deja vu of, of sitting back in on the VMware stuff, you know, back in, I guess, mid to 2005 and around then. Yep. It, it, it just seems to promise so much change for us here. It's crazy. <laughs> always does. And, you know, it comes with challenges always, and, and people become 
kind of disillusioned, but uh, there are benefits to those that, that embrace it, do it well, and, and uh, you know, have the, have the types of problems that those technologies can solve. Yep. Excellent. Um, well, Jonah, we're just about up on our time. I'm going to give you a surprise question here, if you don't mind. If you can't answer, sure. it's okay. But I usually ask, the last question I always ask my guests is recommend one book to our audience that you really think they should read to help them with their careers. Uh, that is an interesting one. I actually tend to, I do a lot of traveling. I actually flew over 200,000 miles in 2016. Wow. Um, so when I actually get to read, uh, I, I tend to read lighter materials uh, or I read very deep technical materials that, that kind of help with some of the product work that I'm doing. So a lot of the books I, I read tend to not be too inspirational, but I, I do really enjoy participating in some of the open Slack communities. I enjoy reading a lot of blogs and other content that tends to be fresher. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I read probably about 500 blogs in my RSS feed regularly, so that tends to really be how I, how I get information. And... I do really enjoy reading some of the Google Scholar. If you set some interesting alerts up, you can get some great research papers coming out from universities that are are very interesting and forthcoming, uh, just kind of highlighting some of the next generation thinking from the educational uh, institutions all over the world. So that, that really tends to be more what I tend to read versus... Uh, you know, something that's more career focused, I would say, or inspirational in that manner. So, sorry, I don't have the best answer, but no, uh, no, that's you know, that's what I that's tend fine. to do, and that that works for us. Well, Jonah, I think we're, well, we are out of time, but uh, I want to thank you for joining us today on on DevOps Chat, and look forward to perhaps having you on again in the future. Sounds great. Thanks for your time, Alan, and thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Jonah Cowell, uh, App Dynamics, our guest today on DevOps Chat. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, and we'll hope to see you soon at another DevOps on another DevOps Chat. <laughs> <laughs>